Hello, class, and you are listening to Podcast 118, a Hey Arnold re-education, where every week two lifelong friends gather to rewatch, review, and relive, and sometimes also reckon, with every episode and movie of the classic Nicktoon Hey Arnold. That's like reckon as in reconcile, not like the country western reckon, but we'll get to that. I am one one of your hosts, and I am actively weaning my body off of Dayquil. My name is Michael. I'm the other host, and I'm in perfect health, like (laughs) usual, Sean. (laughs) Also, I have perfect vision. For those who don't know, I, I wear glasses when we record this because I have very poor lighting in my office and blue light, bad for your eyes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I, yeah, but good I for you. I have really Sean. good key lighting. Wait, you don't wait. Do you, you don't wear glasses, do you? Wait. No, at I all. Have perfect I, God, you Okay. I'm just thinking of your, I must be picturing your, your dear, dear. A lot of people try to like attribute flaws to me because I don't have any because it humanizes me. Fair. Like if I was really good at, hitting baseballs but only into people <laughs> or things like that or singing or being an asian american who's who's also a country western star oh my god <laughs> i could relate to both of these episodes about just having really 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 impeccable talents that you would want to monetize <laughs> so i'm excited to get it okay good deal good deal <laughs> okay yeah so again no 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 need for idle chatter we're gonna get right into it y'all um so be sure if you're not already doing so check us out on subscribe and check us out on apple Podcasts, spotify good pods wherever podcasts are heard uh leave dem ratings and reviews especially if you like what you hear so other people can also find the show uh dem ratings i think yeah i might be still kind of playing catch up uh, I'm probably releasing two of these a week just to kind of help catch us up with everything so then we can go back to our one episode a week drop. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PC118Pod. And today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 2, the first half of which is entitled Dangerous Lumber, which originally aired September 2nd, 1998, written by John D. Beck and Ron Hart. I think these might have been yeah outside folks. I haven't seen these names, I think, to date. Uh, so that's that's cool. Unfamiliar. Uh, directed by Sherm Cohen and Frank Weiss. Weiss. Uh, I did a little bit of doctoring on both of these summaries because I didn't like whatever I feel like whatever Wikipedia had to offer. So respect, respect, respect. Thank you. Um, Arnold has a lethal baseball bat swing, causing him to unintentionally knock out other players, i.e., all of his friends. So he decides to never ever play the sport again. A chance encounter with his hero Mickey Kaline gives Arnold the confidence to face his fears and rejoin his team just in time for their game against Wolfgang and the rest of the fifth graders. Apt. Well done. Thank you. How do you? Appreciate it. Wanted to just condense it. It's fun to do that sometimes. Uh, yeah, bro. For, for sure. Well, as I said right before we started rolling, I th- this episode is very... Uh, it's just in me. I think this is probably one of the episodes I've seen the most of the show. For, really? For whatever reason. Like, I think... It's something, I mean, I'm sure, and I've seen every most of these episodes definitely multiple times, but this one, mm-hmm. I just felt like I always kind of wound up catching it on TV. And just everything from Mickey's all-natural casings dog pound, which we'll get to, just or the, so phys- the, physical, so <laughs> the physical comedy of Arnold, like, hitting his friends and everything. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, I know exactly what's going to happen, et cetera, here, here, here. Like, it was all just, it was like, it was like kind of reuniting with an old friend. Both of these episodes were kind of like that. And which was mm. nice, I guess, you know, with 
kind of us transitioning more into winter around here has felt like a warm hug in a certain sense. Um, before bangers, for sure, for sure. Before we start taking the piss out of this as we usually do, I will say that this episode felt there was some like fantastic thematic continuity here. Mm. It's interesting that you know we're in season three, yet this felt like a lot of things kind of carrying over from season one, specifically Arnold's love of baseball, the kids playing baseball together, and obviously like upgrading from playing in the street to playing in Gerald Field. So we have that. Um, And then also Arnold's relationships with kind of mentors and surrogate father figures, which was explored a lot in the first season. So I, I, you know, his relationship with grandpa to some degree, like touching back on, Hey, remember when like him and Ernie had a relationship in one episode for the, you know, for the old building, but, and then also his, you know, parasocial relationship with Mickey K line that mm-hmm. was like revisited there. So I thought, I, I think, yeah, it was kind of cool to re to revisit all that stuff uh, with this new visual lens, obviously since the art style had changed from just the new, a different performance with uh, Philip Van Dyke coming in and taking over the role of Arnold and just the, the tone and this kind of sort of midway point through the show. So that was that was really cool for me to sort of connect all those threads this time around. Yeah, I didn't even think about those things, I'll be honest. That's but fair. <laughs> now, now that you've said them, like, yeah, we get, we get a lot of things that felt like a natural continuation of, like, what we learned about Arnold and who he has relationships with. And that mm-hmm. was nice. Continuity. Well done. Good yes. point. What was a uh, point out? Thank you, length bra. Uh, what oh, was your what, what was your favorite dangerous lumber dinger? I.e., when Arnold hurts someone with his baseball powers. It I have I have them a, listed if you need a jog memory jog. No, but, okay. it, it has to be when the ball just bounces between all five of them, knocked the fuck out of <laughs> yeah. the first mound. Like it has to be. I don't think there could have been any other one that would have taken that spot. Okay. That that is true. It, it does, and it's that opinion. comedy rule of threes, right? Like the third thing is always going to be the best joke in in the bunch. Oh, yeah. It it ma- it really makes me like. I'm sure someone has a way to do this, but I really want to just find like like an old PC or Mac OS emulator because I just really want to play like OG backyard baseball because that just reminds me. I think that would be a thing. Like the fielders would kind of bump into each other and they would just like yeah. fall over fall backward yeah. and be useless and you know like not catch the ball <laughs> yep that's yep that's that is something that would happen that's for sure uh, and it lands lastly on gerald and that's where you get like the church bell <laughs> so good boing, boing, boing. <laughs> how about you eugene i eugene? i want to say yes oh, i think well, it's a tie between, yes, like the fact that we just see it off screen and we see the big like shiner on his head and with the outline <laughs> of the stitches, but I'm okay. <laughs> with like, with his, yeah, with his head kind of teetering around, they might as well have had like little birdies going, flying around his head. But I think it, they didn't, but I think it's actually a slightly another, like technically like off camera or like we don't see it happen, but when it rebounds off the fence or whatever, um, or off of grandpa's like bunker situation and into Ernie's mm. window. And again, in the same vein of, hey, who took my French toast and orange juice? We get, ow, that baseball hit me right in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I missed you. We haven't, the fan, we haven't seen Ernie in a while. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just very manic with Arnold, like afterward, like trying to like convince him not to give up baseball. He's just like, it's, it's talking about the great American pastime here. 
what are you talking about? Of course there is. Like, he's just yelling. Like, I mean, and that it's usually where Ernie operates, but yeah, it's just he. He's just so intense about it. Yeah, love, love it. He's got like the little the the cross bandage, which you only see in cartoons, which just makes it seem funnier. I think it's not because it's white. You know, it like it really sticks out. It's not like a band aid that's like flesh colored and stuff. So. It went 100% cartoon on this episode. Yeah. It's great. Oh, yes. I did actually. I looked it up. Um, yeah. Harold should be bleeding internally after taking it to the stomach. Uh, specifically, yep. I like Googled like what happens when you take a baseball to the head. Um, and generally speaking, that results in a hematoma, which was like, aka like a brain bleed. <laughs> so it, Eugene should have been vomiting. He should be sensitive to light and also experiencing headaches. But as he said, great news, guys. The doctor said I should have my full memory back in a couple of, in a few weeks. <laughs> a couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, what a pretty That's sign. A pretty sign. <laughs> <laughs> that like, that like sinkhole bottle is like easily like 20 feet deep, probably. <laughs> thing that could have happened <laughs> eugene that's a stop sign and again just like all just a lot of like the yeah like the off-screen injuries are so funny it's because it just yeah. you just again you just fill in your imagination with like and the, you know that that shout outs to the sound children design Ch- yeah children dying and i have realized i used to think my favorite thing about eugene getting hurt was like his crescendo like ah! but it's just the it's the ramp up like ah! It's like, yeah, yeah. He winds up into it's it. The for funny, sure. It's the funnier. Yeah, that's definitely the funnier. Uh, that's what brings it all together for me. I have to bring us back a half step. Sure. Michael, has anyone ever called move in when you came up to the plate for kickball, baseball, insert sport here? You know, I want to say yes. That does kind of take me back. I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but. I was never picked last for kickball. I was usually picked like second to last. And that still sucked. It still hurt my feelings. Still um, sucks, but it's not last. That's true. That's true. It's not last. Um, I mean, there was still one kid that I kicked mar- far better than. So at least I had that going for me. But yeah, it was yeah. tough. I don't know. I Playing sports in elementary school or like, like recess, intramurally speaking, was always <laughs> tough because... There were a lot of, you know, a lot of athletic boys uh, that I went to school with, and our blacktops sucked. You remember, you remember the blacktop at Oddstad? It was like yeah. it was all jagged and like, yeah, it's kind of like it was just really gravelly. So even gravelly. Yeah, yeah, that really sucked. And I always hated when we'd use like the big red dodgeball. Like you couldn't really get a lot of distance with it because it was always like squishy. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah, kickball was fun, but I was never particularly great at it. I did hit. Actually, I did have a dangerous lumber moment in my freshman year of high school. Let's um, go. I mean, <laughs> I feel really bad about this. I still, I'm Who'd like, you kill. Who'd you uh, I, I mean, it was wiffle pe wiffle ball, but yeah, I was up at bat, and I just like hit it straight, like just like at the beginning of the episode. I hit it and it went straight and hit my friend. Uh, my friend, I think her name was Jenny. It hit Jenny just square in the eye, just getting like whipped nice. by like a plastic wiffle ball. Uh, nice, so good I, form. She was she was a good sport about it, but yeah, I was very very regretful of that moment. I'm sure she wore that one with pride. I think so. Yeah, I would say. Love that. Yeah, move in is the biggest insult. 
I think you could give as a kid. I think so. Yeah. Like stacked up to For any sure. other thing you could be called, like name calling or teasing. Uh-huh. I think move in broadly spoken by the pitcher in a public <laughs> forum <laughs> in a two team and likely spectator sport mm-hmm. is the worst you could give. <laughs> Helga had a lot of like great burns this episode too, just in like, a span of like 20, 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arnold, the heat-seeking He's smart smitten. bomb. You're up, Scott. Arnold, the assassin, is up to bat. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah Arnold, the assassin. But I'll take it. Great I'll plan, Geraldo. It. It's like you're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> Super <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, really Our situation fun. is hopeless, you know. I, I appreciated the uh, the Dutch tilt on Wolfgang. Like, yep. when he could, and it just stays on there, even though it cuts away and then cuts back to him after he interrupts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Wolf, Wolfgang is his heel presence He's is always awesome. very, uh, is always very appreciative. Yeah, you guys ready with your little strategy? Like, what a bitch. Strategy. <laughs> 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 he points. He points his little. His, yeah, that's that. I'm like, I'm like, mean. Just generally mean, but also perhaps just a tad racist. <laughs> Who knows? Like, just, just a little bit. But a, it also buries the lead for it being redeemed later on by mm-hmm, Mickey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. I never even thought about that. For sure. For sure. Oh, yeah, Mickey Kaline is the best human in this show, dude. Like, he's uh, he's the person that Arnold aspires to be, but tries too hard. <laughs> the least the least problem one pro- perhaps the least problematic adult that we've yeah. met thus far yeah. oh, perhaps, yeah. and then maybe besides you know Mr. Wynn but anyway we haven't gotten to him Mr. yet Mr. Hoon yes Mr. Hoon yeah I just so I guess yes that brings us to after Arnold you know contemplates giving up baseball to another you know a great groove remote needle drop we uh, come to the sort of like we come to this is his dodgeball moment. This is yeah, again Peter <laughs> running into Lance Armstrong at yeah. uh, at McCarran International <laughs> Airport, but instead it's uh, Mickey's all natural casings dog pound. It's all right, all Arnold. Natural casings. I'm sure. I'm sure this. I'm sure this decision won't haunt you forever. For the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, what'd you have? You know, when I was diagnosed with brain testicular and what's it called cancer <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> it's so fucking good that might be that might be my favorite cameo period of all time really? just because of just because of how for one cameo to a non-actor like sure, sure. has to be tastefully used because you know they're not acting yeah two just to use him exclusively as a guilt trip despite his like yeah. prestige being lance armstrong and this was before like this was right before like the doping scandal drops too right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right before it and three <laughs> in a movie like dodgeball like the perfect shit post cameo and shit posts are my favorite it is a very shit post cameo. can i i just pulled it up on imdb can i just read it out loud can, i know can it's a total one second the whole thing i need okay. to hear it all right. You can even cut it out and post. This it's is fine. Me. It's fine. From just from the top. Can I get a little bottle of water? Hey, aren't you Peter Peter Lafleur? Lance Armstrong? Yeah, that's me. But I'm a big fan of yours. Really? Yeah, I've been watching the dodgeball tournament on the Ocho. ESPN. <laughs> I just can't get enough of it. But good luck in the tournament. I'm really pulling for you against those jerks from Globo Gym. I think you better hurry up or you're going to be late. They're already at the airport. <laughs> 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 the, 
was at the Peter's at the airport bar waiting for a flight back Wait, to wherever. Is this after this? This was after, this after patch it. This, so like, so oh, TSA sure, sure. is yeah, like yeah, yeah, not yeah. a thing. So he had to have been cleared through security totally, totally. on the other side. Yeah, <laughs> like he's at he's at the bar in the terminal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I just I decided to quit, Lance. Quit. You know, once I was thinking about quitting <laughs> when I was diagnosed with brain. <laughs> With brain, lung, and testicular cancer all at the same time. But with the... <laughs> I thought about giving up once. But with the love and support of my friends and family, I got back on the bike and I won the Tour de France five times in a row. <laughs> but I'm sure you have a good reason to quit. So what are you dying from that's keeping you from the finals? Right now, it's, right now it feels Banger a little cameo. bit like shame. Well, I guess if a person never quit when the going got tough, they wouldn't have anything to regret for the rest of their life. <laughs> but good luck to you, Peter. I'm sure this decision won't haunt you forever. <laughs> like, whoever wrote those lines specifically oh. went off. <laughs> they went off. They were thinking about this forever. They're like, okay. What could we have to guilt trip the fuck out of our main character? Yeah. And they were like, hey, you remember how Lance Armstrong? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was just like, hold my beer, I got this. I'm gonna I'm gonna write the fuck out of this dialogue. <laughs> it was the director of the film, Ross Ross and Marshall Thurber, so just put some respect on his name. Thank you. Also, Thank we're you the Millers. Please watch Mirror the Millers if you haven't if y'all have not seen it. It uh, it is Oh, so funny. Oh, my God. Anyway, so, yeah, Ron <laughs> Mickey K-Line's monologue is much less on the nose. Well, it is equally on the nose. It doesn't really guilt trip it. You know, he just kind of puts Arnold back in his place. Um, but I'm just always dis distracted by, like, how cool I thought it was. It's like, oh, it's like a baseball field, but you're inside, but it looks like you're outside. I'm like, I was like. The restaurant is cool. I was, like, was going to say. It's a really cool was gonna say, restaurant. You know, the, the, the uh, whatever, the back line uh prep staff clapping there's a lot of a lot of like just off-screen sound stuff really makes this hey, episode guys, it's not the hot dog it's, it, it's not the hot Woo! dog guys it's like <laughs> yeah and then arnold is explaining the the vacant lot because he's like been taken down a peg by, by oh yeah that's true that's and true. that's when mickey corrects him he's like oh you mean gerald field like Mickey K-Line's the best very, human very in sweet. this entire series. We get, we it get, should be Hey mm -hmm. Mickey. <laughs> I watched that. It just, and, it's just a, and it's just like Cheers, but it just takes place inside the dog pound. Yeah. Yeah, every episode That'd just takes great. place. It's just him and, you know, the his uh, his employee who's like totally a ripoff of the squeaky voice teen from The Simpsons. Mr. K-Line, <laughs> the toilet's backed up. <laughs> Again? <laughs> I googled. I was out of curiosity. I googled them like athlete restaurants owned by athletes, and it's a pretty common thing to do after you retire. A lot of like famous athletes go on to just own steakhouses. Um, but I guess like the closest parallel for this, since it's like a fast food place, would be like Tim Hortons. Um, I haven't oh, been yeah. to a physical location, uh, but yeah, Tim Hortons was a hockey player. Uh, for those who don't know, and it's like a, it's like the Canadian Starbucks. I haven't been to a physical location. I just went to like. Uh, like a standalone uh, location mm -hmm. in the JFK airport uh, the last time uh, I was in New York. But it was good. Lance Armstrong there? I, I wish. I wish I could. Um, 
but I, I did see some, I did hear some pretty cool Jamaican flight attendants. Uh, so that still worked. No Lance Armstrong sighting. So unfortunately, um, I would have asked him to sit. This is a sad admission. So I don't know if we're, we're did you have kid? Did you have classmates who like wore like the Livestrong bracelet as like a fashion statement? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I really wanted one, right? But I forgot how you were. I mean, I knew people would go get them at like Foot Locker or whatever, but yeah. I just found one on the floor, like on the ground at my middle school. Oh, hell yeah. And I just oh, wore yeah. and it had like a chip, so it was like the rubber was like kind of cracked in one spot. Fraying a little bit. Fraying, yeah. but I just wore that around anyway. <laughs> Worth it. Yeah, Worth it's it. Cool. That still it's counts. Good. Is it a live strong bracelet? It was real it was a real live strong bracelet, yes. That's yes. what I thought. Yeah. That's what I thought. <sighs> that decision. Don't let nobody should talk haunt to you about that. Forever. Yeah, that's for sure. Um that I sounds did, like innovation. Yes, one hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I did appreciate uh, that Rick, I, in his retirement, Mickey was like more averagely built. He wasn't like crazy, like roided, jacked. like in jacked yeah. as he was in his last game. So that was like a cool little bit of just like, I would say kind of maybe realistic storytelling. You know, not every, you know, not every athlete goes on to like maintain, you know, their physique yeah. after, yeah. after they retire. I just love that Jolly. Number one, Jolly Ollie Man is uh, volunteered ostensibly to umpire this game, but he is the just so caster. against the fourth graders. Which I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, he's probably still mad that they tried to flip his truck during the heat wave. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> it's he true. Be his, his livelihood. Yeah. yeah. Say your prayers, you fourth graders. <laughs> fourth graders. Yeah, he's like gritting his teeth every time he talks. That's great. <laughs> oh boy. Fucking asshole! <laughs> and he's still wearing his—he's uh, still wearing his little ice cream man he's hat. He's in his uniform still, but he just tucks the hat backwards. I think this hit me this episode that he is the only Jolly Ollie man. So like, this is by choice, not by employment. Mm. Would he be employed by a fleet of ice cream truck people? I'm not sure. <laughs> like, we, this is his brand. I don't. Yeah, that's we are, we get. There's a Jolly Ollie man episode coming up this season for sure. I don't know how far. Oh, for real? We're gonna okay, get. Oh, we're yeah. gonna get more context and. Whether I kind of whether or not it it winds up that way, like I would love for you to take point on that episode because I just think you'd have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) So perhaps we'll see. Sign me the fuck. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Arnold comes in. He's kind of the Deus Ex Machina. Comes in and saves the day. Don't know how you feel about that. He doesn't deserve it. I mean, yeah, honestly, honestly, honest, honestly, he does. Deserve okay, it. if he, I, yeah, that's true. He, it's, it's, he it is had a very like a traumatic experience hurting people. His friends a do gooder, so he doesn't yeah. want to hurt his friends. And you know, he came back from it. I don't like that it's because he wanted to break the rules of the game to be in the hero role and just mm-hmm. gets to come out of nowhere and save the day for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I think for the the general arc of this storyline, yes, solid. At the same he time, at the same time too, I'm like, okay. I can kind of see like Gerald's justification. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, you're not crazy about the fifth graders anyway. They've given you nothing but grief. They, you know, trash can day, the football game, etc. So like yeah, if they get, if they get beamed when you're up at bat, so what? You might hit some of your friends if they're like up, you know, if they're on the bases, but you have more, yeah. there's more statistical likelihood of you hitting Edmund or Mickey or whoever, you know, or Wolfgang. Uh, but yeah, really nice. I mean, a lot of parallels again to the baseball episode, even down to 
uh, Wolfgang and the catcher doing the same thing, like whatever, like mm-hmm. this pitch, no, this pitch, no, this pitch. He's like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to fuck him up with this oh, one. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Man. <laughs> That's the best pitch, And of bro. course, Arnold and Mickey like playing catch. Would you like to have a, I'd very much like to have a catch have with a you, catch. son. <laughs> I'm sorry, but son, what is your name? <laughs> but you anyway. sure you want a mine? <laughs> That kid was like mixed nine ways to Sunday. <laughs> oh, walk hard references are going to continue coming in this uh, in today's episode, folks. Uh, but anyways, yes, yeah, just again, just bringing it on home. We get like another nice little uh, new rendition of the sort of Mickey K lines theme, which was very mm-hmm. much appreciated. And also just Mickey Kaline again being a great human. Yeah, like, knowing that Arnold has a complex about beating the shit out of his friends on accident. <laughs> Doesn't say that he took it to the head, says that he caught the ball. That he was like, yeah, he was a good sport about it. And then it. takes the time to just like hear the story about a kid playing baseball in a vacant mm-hmm. lot slash Gerald Field. Like Mickey K line is like he's up there. He's he's mm-hmm. S tier mm-hmm. Arnold character for me, mm-hmm. I think. If if Ron Perlman weren't so scary in real life, I would uh totally love to see him in live action just reprise this. Oh my role. god. Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, shoot, we're going into casting. That's the yes. name. Right on. Okay, so we could have. That's the name right on it, or John Cena. I, you know what? Yeah, I could. I think it would be awesome to to see because after watching him in like Fast Ten, and he's just being kind of like the the you know kind of like the goofy uncle sort of thing. He's got dude's got a lot of range. Again, Peacemaker was awesome. Yeah, I'm not mm -hmm. gonna I'm not gonna say yet that like John Cena is a great actor, but. Mm -hmm. John Cena, like he's a very he, fun actor to watch. Yeah, he yeah. and Dave Bautista like uh-huh. are the people that have been able to translate that like WWE slash F theatrics, yeah, into film really yeah. effectively. Yeah, and I feel like though he has maybe a little bit more years under his belt in acting since he's what since the Marine. <laughs> yes, the Marine. <laughs> yeah, um, Dave is edged ahead in terms of just like his ability. I would say. But, yeah, I mean John Cena's no one to play with. He's solid. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker is good. Oh, you've oh you've you've checked it out. Yeah, oh, and his nice. voice acting in Scooby Doo is not bad either. Oh yeah, he was. He's like Scooby Doo meets John yeah, Cena or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. he pulls a Chris Redfield and stops the boulder from not exactly a Chris Redfield, but he stops a boulder. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I think you know what. Let's give it to John Cena. I want. I I initially said David Harbor, but I think like David oh. Harbor's David Harbor would be really good. I would say just that David the Harbor gravitas, was doing the, the like, gravitas. What, What's the guy from Black Widow? Red. Uh, Red Red Guardian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, Red Guardian. Guardian. Same yeah. thing. Uh, Red Bull. If he was that without the accent, <laughs> that's Mickey K line. That is true. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good contenders there. Yeah. Okay. Let's give it to all three of them. For, yeah, forget it. Again, there's like, there. yeah, there's three. Okay. One for the commercial, one for the dog pound scene, and then one for the end. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. cool. Absolutely. And, yeah. and then they can also be this, the guy that gets thrown into a trash can during the... Uh, the abdicator episode yes <laughs> nice okay that's gentlemen good job we will we'll see you in hollywood in in the volume see you there see you Once. on the great old opry <laughs> let's go there next all right next half mr Huynh goes country um written by steve vixton and joseph purdy directed by stark howell after recognizing that Mr. Wynn has a cu- talent for country singing, Arnold and Gerald become his managers and set out to make him a big star, much to his dislike. As his music career blooms, he is then faced with the decision to chase success or remain content with the simple things. 
Oh my god. I'm I'm submitting so that like to Wikipedia. There's a song called the simple things. <laughs> that is kind of the undertone for the whole episode. It's, it ain't it ain't easy to walk up walk up a mountain. It's a long hard walk. You know what? Fine. I'm guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Don't leave me to stop writing songs. <laughs> Don't leave me. me Dewey. Don't leave me, Edith. There's a title for a song. <laughs> That is a good title, but please still don't leave me. <laughs> I will never, ever get enough of Walk Hard. It's so Again, yeah, we, I feel like we bring up Walk Hard like at least every other episode, but I kind of don't care. If we bring it up enough times that we just do a whole detour to talk about it, I'm okay with that, but yes. Sorry about it, nerds. It ain't about no exotic birds. It's about love, you stupid piece of shit. About love. <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> oh Look what your music does to people do it kills it people kills people, kills people. <laughs> <laughs> killed my brother and killed your mama <laughs> you're not half the man that half <laughs> so are you saying that i'm not even a quarter of the man nate was <laughs> oh like an astronaut <laughs> i could have been awesome i was fucking awesome. you know my dad liked me better than you Cause I was better than you. Better than you. <laughs> okay, we can easily just like recount the plot of Walk Hard. We should probably try to talk about this episode real quick. <laughs> Is this episode not Walk Hard? Though? It's not Walk Hard. Walk Hard, the Mr. Huynh story. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, they're okay. Shoot. So yeah, this one. It is, it is, a, it, I mean, it's kind of an interesting, it is kind of like a rags to riches thing. And it's this, mm-hmm. you're kind of plucked from obscurity and narrative. One thing that it, I mean, of course, the thing that it really just drives home is the, the very quiet integrity of Mr. Huynh and that they double down on that from Arnold's Christmas. And it's great to kind of see that, see that brought back. It's, I think it's always just a little difficult for me to, to watch because it's like, I just want to like shove Gerald in a trash can. Whenever I watch this episode, both of them, yeah, Arnold too. He's like, I mean, he's just as complicit, right? Yeah. Like, and for, I mean, who are you to say like, what if Mr. Wynn just likes living in the boarding house and working at the Mexican restaurant, which he clearly does. He's content as all heck, but they're just pushing this limelight or pushing him into the limelight when he clearly does not want it. They see the opportunity for themselves to benefit. That is true. Yeah. And. Gerald's doing the math on his cut backstage. Whatever they can to (laughs) fleece Mr. Wynn Mm -hmm. into them getting their profits. Mm -hmm. And it's not out of character for them. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll double down and say it's not out of character for Arnold and Gerald to look exclusively for their own benefit. No, no, this is just one of several instances of that. But this, I think, just like looking before we really embarked on on this project of ours... This was always the example I came back to. And yeah, it's this is like one of my least favorite like Gerald Gerald oh, outings it's the, or it's portrayal. The worst showing of them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like right up there with with the wacko watches to me. I'm just like the op- Gerald the opportunist is it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. It, you you can't really get behind it. <laughs> yeah, which I understand mm-hmm. they need to like they need to put specifically Gerald mm-hmm. Arnold and Helga into scenarios that bring out their worst. It's more about the, it's <laughs> oh, yeah. more about the scenario being the foil to them, right? So okay, sure. They're, yeah, they're, they're kind of the chameleon, right? They're the ones that are, mm-hmm. are meant to fit every narrative and every plot. Yeah, there, so it's whatever it needs to be. I get that, yeah. but still, yeah. at the same time, it's like, and yes, I mean, like, 
the conniving leech manager is a trope, you know, again, it's like yeah. Paul, Paul Giamatti, I think, built his career on that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but And there's no other characters that yeah. you could have used in this if you wanted to get this plot yeah. line through. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Watching Hey Arnold, an episode without the kids, doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it would happen. Yeah, for sure. It had it had to go. It was it was a thankless task. Absolutely. And nobody else has a relationship with Mr. Williams, that is so. true. So it just it just it fell to them. You know, it was hard. It was hard to track. I was like, at what point did Arnold go from like, yeah, this would be great. Like, I mean, like, don't you see this is a great opportunity for you to like, you know what? You should make your own decision. Like I could. It was hard for me to track like where he saw like, wait, you oh. know, maybe we've been going about this all wrong. It was the moment that he realized, okay, someone's more of a villain than me, so now I can turn it on and be the good guy. And Rhonda's right. <laughs> Everybody, listen. Don't listen to Rhonda say this, but listen to me say it. You can sit wherever you want, and that's my idea and the lesson I learned from my 15 seconds in this 12-minute episode. Everybody, thank you. I'm Arnold. I'm here every fucking day. <laughs> Oh boy! That's you it. have failed conclusively. <laughs> I was over. It is over, and there is nothing you can do in these next in these next several seconds to sing a song. You're in this room. That is that so. That, that is so conclusive <laughs> of your nothing entire you can life do experience. That can make up for what you just did for being Vietnamese <laughs> to, in a country to, recording to studio. <laughs> I was willing to open my mind because these third graders brought you in here. And they usually and have good taste. Have good taste. <laughs> and here you are in front of me pretending you're a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> I have to say that today your performance has shaken my belief in the, you could either say third graders if you're talking about Arnold and Joe, they're the yeah. Vietnamese people to like be in with the quote. Yeah, sure. Either or would be just mm -hmm. as funny. Well, sir, there's nothing more than I, that I'd love to do than to restore your faith in children. <laughs> Harold, I'm starting to think that you don't believe in me. I do believe in you. Now you're gonna I just fail. know that you're going to fail. <laughs> you did it without a sense of smell. It's okay. I learned about how to play by ear. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't let me talk anymore because okay. I'm just going to take this off. Did you try? How many quotes from Walkart did you transpose? <laughs> many. Several. It's okay. Only a couple. It's okay. Honestly, just that sequence okay. is the one that stood out. Well, no, it was it was total walk hard. Like, yeah, yeah like nobody respects him yeah. going into the studio. He literally like he starts and they just know the simple things right right away. Um, and then it goes to everybody snapping and listening along mm -hmm. too. Yeah, does it? What does Jack McBrayer say? He's the like song released just twelve seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> the simple things by Mister Hoon. <laughs> he walks so hard. His things are so simple. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, can we talk for a second about just like give that song the flowers though? Like it's yes. it's yes, objectively track. great. It is honestly yes. banger track. I didn't realize until the end of the episode they like got Randy Travis for it, which mm -hmm. I don't even country, but I know Randy Travis's name. That's crazy. Yeah, I saw him in he was he had a cameo like in an episode of uh Sabrina the Teenage Witch, so I saw what he looked mm. like in real life around the same time as this episode. Do you think that they got randy travis's interest in hey arnold and wrote an episode to make use of it or do you think that they wrote this episode hoping they could get the most high profile country artist they could i you know i think i actually heard craig bartlett say once that like somehow they got wind of the fact that like his kids were big fans of the show and stuff like that so that's how they got that's how they got linked up and actually he has like a fair amount of acting credits so this wasn't uh. like out of the realm of 
this wasn't like totally out of left field for him to do this. Did he did he voice anyone that wasn't the singing voice? Did he voice that guy? Yeah, that was as Travis Randall. Okay. Like that was just oh, him as I'm, well too. There was like I'm all of so these just dumb, yeah. There was just all of these like flips of like actual country people. Like, like you have all Darton. yeah, Polly Barton and I I forgot like like I, there was all these other just like riffs of just like actual country stars at the Opry. Like like Huddy Bolly. Something something like that, yeah. <laughs> and the well, at the big bopper, you can't even switch the the letters. The same. Oh, you can't! Damn it! I was like, wait a minute. Don't worry. Pel pel don't. Pelvis. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, Mr. Wynn. You'll be fine. Or my name's not Putty Bolly. <laughs> it's not Holly, Buddy Bolly. Holly Buddy. Holly. Holly Buddy. Holly <laughs> Holly Bolly. Elvis Presley and then me. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Jack White Jack White was a better Elvis than Austin Butler saying it right here right now. Oh, absolutely. You didn't even have to say any words in Excuse English. Excuse me, what? I'm oh, sorry, what? <laughs> two people in Vietnamese and the king. Chinese and the king. One of them's me. <laughs> Vietnamese and the king. And one of them is me. It's like this shit like <laughs> What the fuck was that guy? Can you say that as Mr. Wynn, please? What the fuck was that guy talking about? <laughs> and go. What the fuck was he talking about? I'm going to go full Vietnamese. It's okay. <laughs> We're Asian American and we have a Vietnamese friend. It's okay, guys. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, know, we know at least one Vietnamese person. Two if we count her younger sister, who I met when she was like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> stupid, 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 stupid. Oh, my God. But yeah, that, that slide, the slide guitar riff, it really kicks it all off for me. It's, oh, yeah. It's no. like, wait. Yeah, it's a solid. <sighs> yeah, solid track it's just very feel good. Steve yep. Ixton and Craig Bartlett, way to way to be on that. It just ends. It just ends or it starts with him. You know, just singing at home in the boarding house, just chilling on the roof, and it's you yeah. just feel good. You're like he made. You know, he made the right decision. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that was the moment that made me realize that, or made me ask that question about like, did they? want to maximize the credit that they got uh -huh. with Randy Travis or vice versa. Cause they let him play the whole thing out and they use two frames. Yeah. Like Arnold looking lovingly at mm -hmm. Mr. Hoon and Mr. <laughs> Hoon in the distance, but just Jack and I mean, playing the guitar. Mm -hmm. No revelatory things. Just a uh, great, just a great time. An episode. I know very, very well. episodes. Then that's, mm -hmm. that's what this is all about. Wow. It is what it is. For sure. For sure. That's the season three, episode two of it for you. Please uh, check us out next time in which Sean will be taking us through Casa Paradiso and Gerald's tonsils. They... <laughs> and our Mr. Simmons morals this time around are, what did we say exactly? What was, you, what, what was it for Dangerous Lumber? You had one. Even when you're the bad guy, <laughs> you're still the hero if your name is Arnold. Yes, that works too. <laughs> and also face your fears and all that good stuff. Basically just like what Mickey said. Uh, yeah, so just go back, run that back, that whole speech, and just then make sure you listen to it, mm -hmm. and then say it all in your own voice, but give no credit to Mickey Kaline and say that it's your moral, yes, and that your name is Arnold. Precisely. <laughs> do that. That's how you. Do and it. Uh, as far as Mr. Wynn goes, country is concerned. If there's something you enjoy doing, you don't necessarily have to profit from it. Just keep it simple, bro. Slash stupid. You shouldn't have to always monetize your hobbies. Okay, millennials. Yeah, you really don't have to, unless you want to hustle for it. Do your damn thing. Yeah, if you want to, secure then, the you bag. Know, it's whatever. Honestly, secure. Do what the you bag. must. It, it's hard out here, but yeah, uh, we get it. 
Uh, and Why do you think we're doing this podcast? Because all the money we're making off of it. Yes, 100%. 100%. It's totally, totally from me. From me. It's, it's from the hotel. It's not from me, personally. And uh, before Billy Bob Blanchett takes us out with his latest hit, I done went and lost my dog again. Um, <laughs> also, never eat raspberries. 